All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tug of More. Man, super glad you're back. Episode 101. 101. And so we invited some friends, That's some right. people that are on the Tug team to come and hang out um, for some live recording. And so That's we right. just finished episode 100. That's right. Yes, this is the same shirt as the last episode. I, I know, know that you asked. We didn't change clothes. We didn't change. We talked about a wardrobe change. That's right. But we decided we already brought all our shoes. And so we've already <laughs> shown you how ridiculous we can be. So we'll stay in the same clothes. But it's just a conversation between two friends. Yeah, where we talk about this idea that we feel like God's put a lot in all of us. That's you know, right. All of us have gifts and talents and abilities. And that creates this tension of where we are, but where we feel called to. And that's the tug of more. Yeah, there's a fight, there's a struggle, but we tug into all that God has for us because we believe yeah. there's more. And so episode 101, we've talked about a lot of things. That's right. Along that line, we've talked about uh, being content. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, contentment about, is the most more is what we decided. It's really good. That was good. Uh, we've talked about leading while bleeding. Yep. Sometimes in life you're bleeding, but you gotta keep going. We've talked about... We did the episode called I Don't Give a Crap. Yeah, that's funny. I, I referenced that in the last that's one. That's one of your favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about you fired. Oh, man. When you get fired, when you have to fire somebody, all that, how hard that can be. Yeah. Uh, we but, have, we've talked about a lot of things. But with some friends in the room, we wanted to open it up to questions. And so, uh, you know, one of the, our favorite things about doing the podcast is answering questions that people send in. And so they'll email us or text me or social media message us yes. a question and man we get stuff all over the place that's true and uh some are tug of more in the lane vein of the tug of more yeah and some people are like why were the dinosaurs not on the ark and i'm like that's probably not a tug of more concept but uh <laughs> and so we don't answer so it. we don't answer yeah it. but today everything you <laughs> Dude, ask we're gonna try to answer we're doing something very dangerous to just very say dangerous. open questions so any questions that you guys have for us about um, Please just us, be nice. yeah. about the church, <laughs> about um, the word of God, about yeah. anything. We'd love to, to shoot it around. And so we've got um, some of our team that have mics. And so if you've got a question, just raise your hand and we're gonna do our best. And we're gonna watch it. I know that we went a little long in the last one. And so we're gonna hem it in. We'll be done within 30 minutes. So yeah. we just have a little bit of time. We're gonna do it. Ready, go. Who's got a question? If not, we all just stare at each other in awkward. Oh, oh Robin right. already went first. Robin, Good hit job. us. So when you guys were at the pig and okay. you were about to announce the building campaign okay. and you said that you got the impression from God to wait, mm -hmm. yep. can you go into a little bit more depth about the message, the feeling, the, like, like what you... Like, was that, was that like, I'm just, I was curious how that, like, yeah. the details behind how that transpired yeah. Yeah. And, and what you guys were, you know, picking up on. Yeah. yeah. So um, what Rob was referring to, we were at the pig and we were about to launch. Which was a, our temporary auditorium space. Yeah. We were okay. there for three years and we yes. were about to launch a building campaign to build on our 36 acres. And man, we had done a ton of prep work yeah for a campaign like that there's booklets and videos and meetings that you have before and commitment cards and all these things and we had done all of that and i had actually written a bunch of the sermons yeah it was gonna it was gonna be legacy of more and so later like a year later we did legacy of more and used all the branding but kind but of not the, the same not the same angle of like right uh with a building campaign and we were like 
a week away or two weeks away from launching two, the series. I think two weeks, yeah. And Whitney and I uh, went to a lunch meeting at Fuzzy's. Fuzzy's Taco Shop, yep, in Mansfield. And I didn't have peace about starting the series, and I didn't know why. I didn't have a good finger on like why we shouldn't. And so we were just there, and I said, Whit, I have something I gotta tell you, and I don't want to. And I need you to talk me off the ledge and tell me to do it anyways. <laughs> and I said, I feel like we're not supposed to do the series. I feel like we're not supposed to start raising funds right now for a building. And that feels really hard to retract after right. all the work, the team's made videos, right. we've already had all these one-on-one -on -one meetings. And it was a bunch of reasons that I felt that. One, I think God was really um, speaking and like directing, but then also part of something we work really hard on is to keep our temperature of what's going on with the people. And it felt pretty insensitive to do a big financial push while I had close personal friends in the church that had just got laid off during the pandemic. It felt insensitive um, to spend a lot of time kind of talking about finances while people were scared about like this looming zombie apocalypse that was promised that was about to hit the world, right? And so it just felt like not the right time. And so I told Whitney that and her response to me was, yeah, me too. <laughs> and like, have you ever had that feeling where like you're planning for a trip or you're planning for something, but the whole time you're planning for it, you feel like I'm not actually ever going to do that. I don't know how to explain that, but huh. like the whole time in meetings we'd be in and in things there, I just kept having this feeling like, no, we're not actually going to do that. One time Aaron and I were planning to take the kids to Disney World and some things financially didn't work out. And we just kept And the whole time I had felt like we're not actually going to go to Disney World. I was prepared before the moment came and it like helped me in that moment and I felt like I had been prepared before that moment came because uh it's not the first time that he said to me like hey help me talk off the ledge or talk yeah. down or talk different or change what do you think and I'm I will say what I think and I've pushed back before in times like we it's not like I'm a yes man kind of uh no. leader and so uh in that moment it was such confirmation because I was like I 100% feel exactly the same way. I think that is exactly the right move, and so I'm not gonna push against it because I agree. Which I needed to hear because I was a little bit in autopilot to get us out of the pig. Yeah. I must, I must, this is before get off the throne, right? I must lead us out of the pig. And the way to lead us out of the pig, I must do this. Yeah. And I was in kind of an autopilot, like, what in man's mind needs to be done to fix this problem. And when God said to wait, I argued so hard. Yeah. Like I had wrestled with God before I brought it up to yeah. her. Cause I knew if I brought it up to her, there, once it comes out, you're, you can't like- Take it out. I changed my mind. We're yeah. gonna do it anyways, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It was tough. What else? Questions, comments? Yeah. All right, here we go. Des with the mic. So kind of going back to what you guys were talking about the shoes and stuff, I'm, I tend to be a, a runner, like get things done, yeah. work mode, what's next, what's the next move? And so I struggle to pause, be in the moment, and you know, put my party shoes on, yeah. and stay long for the wedding. You know, so what, 
have you guys done that allows you to, to recognize those moments and how to, you know, take action? Really good and yeah. a, a long struggle. Go. First, it's a gift to be a runner. It's right. a gift to be a driver. Yeah. So that's not a bad thing. I used to think it was bad that I was like wired improperly. <laughs> But it's a gift to be motivated and to try to grow things and for God to use you. Mm. Um, I've got a bunch of to say, but the real answer is I had to surround myself with people that were better than me at it. Her and yeah. her and Rachel's probably in the back with the kids. Him. He's a him. him. No, him. Yeah. Aaron. You said her and her. Oh, no. <laughs> her. Rachel, Whitney, Aaron and Rachel, yeah. they're better celebrators and slower downers than I am. And so by me being surrounded by them, it helped me realize when I had my foot on the gas too hard. And then yeah. just some really practical things is to establish very real intentional boundary, intentional yes. plan, intentional uh, things in your calendar to celebrate. Like for us having intentional date nights was a real thing in a season where we had to say, it will be on this day at this time every week because otherwise we wouldn't do it. In our staff team, we have very specific times of the year in uh, January and in September or October where we do take time with our team to celebrate and to uh, connect together. If we don't do that, then we're being disobedient to what we've said. And so, uh, at least for us, we're big, uh, yeah, keep to our word type people. And so if we will establish ahead of time what we will do, then it makes it so that we will keep our word to ourselves. And then I have to ask myself, am I gonna keep my word to myself? And so like Fridays are our Sabbath day. Well, this week for us, we're working on Friday. A lot of our team's been here since noon. And so yeah. like now, because they've been here all day and all night, there's a lot of them that won't work Monday. In our old season, in our old culture, we would have been like, we'll see you at 9 a.m. on Monday, you better be there. But instead I'm like, Tyler, I know you mopped this floor last night and again today, you better not be here on Monday. You know, we have, yeah, give Tyler a shout out. Tyler's the best. Ooh, 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 ooh. And so like, we, really and truly, uh, it's, there are times when it's natural to, to party, but there are a lot of times when it's an intentionality to plan the party, um, because if you don't, then you'll just wear yourself out. And then realizing like for you, I know you're a business owner, the, the team that works for you, they don't love it as much as you do. They don't, they're not the owner. So like they're not thinking about it every night. They're, it's a paycheck. Thankfully, that's not our staff. Our staff owns the calling here and runs, but to keep a team healthy and happy as the leader, we have to provide rest. Because if I drive the team as hard as I can drive me, I'm gonna kill them. Because, <laughs> Look at Rachel's because we're wired. <laughs> I know I would kill Rachel, man. I was killing Rachel. Cause I drive everybody too hard. And so like right. me learning a rhythm of rest makes it healthier for them. Um, the Bible, it says that we sow in the morning so yeah. we can reap in the evening. Yeah. And it's talking about, I think Solomon is talking about like the duration of our life. And so in the morning of our life is, I don't know, like pre 55 maybe, sorry to anybody who's, I don't know, I'm kind of pulling this out, but like that when we're younger is when we're sowing. And so like I'm working harder now than I hope to be working when I'm 60, right? I hope I'm not having to put out the same kind right. of, 
hopefully at 60, I'm still not power washing parking lots. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but so it's okay to grind it out now some, but you've still got to take the time to rest. And then there's certain seasons where you know it's a it is a grind. So like when we moved into this building, it's been a grind for Enrique. It's been a huge grind of getting things uh, yeah. renovated and all. But then we made him. When are you taking it? When are you taking it? And he took two weeks off because he because ha you have to. And well, we so, love Enrique more than the job he does. A hundred percent. Right. And you have to love you and your team and your wife and your family more than the job that you do because uh, at the end of your life, like really, what is it? And so. When you know there's a season of grind, then you have to also intentionally plan a season of rest um, to help you get through that. And grind. it's never convenient. Nev never. You never want to do it. But say the thing. What's the thing? If you don't choose the time of rest, it will choose it for it, life. It circumstances will choose it for you. Right. So this is a story I think I've told before, but we all, the four of us, we went to Cabo on a trip. This is how many years ago? Three, four, three years five. ago. And I was so exhausted, had suffered adrenal fatigue. Like oh, my yeah. doctor told me like, dude, you can only get your adrenaline to like get you up so many times before you literally ruin your health. And we were in Cabo and I was like dead. We're in the most beautiful place in the world and I couldn't walk up the stairs. My health had fallen apart, my emotions were falling apart. Yeah. And so I spent that whole trip in the bed in my room. My wife couldn't, well, I wasn't even hanging out with her. I was a wreck. And it was, I had not rested. And so my body laid me down. Yeah. And so take some time. Yeah. You gotta Lose do some it. money. Tell the sale no. Like that's crazy to sound, it's crazy sounding, right? People call me and invite me to go and preach places. And I say, no man, like I love it here. I love my family. Like thank you for offering me extra money, but I don't wanna be gone on a Sunday. I don't wanna like, yeah. my health is better, more important than that. And God is always faithful and he always redeems those things. And so when we're obedient, I mean, the Sabbath is literally a Ten Commandment that we don't honor because we think it's not as bad to break that one as it is to murder someone. But, I mean, he didn't put them in like an order, like a yeah. worse or one is worse and one. They're all bad. They're yeah. all sin. They're all. And yet we're willing to break those. And so didn't we that have, preach rest somewhere. Oh, get off the throne. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, but go, yeah, go back and watch that too. But yeah, you, you've got to take it. It's very important. Okay. What else? Who else? What's next? So. Oh. Any question? Oh, Walter. Oh, Walter oh, and Daniel. Daniel. Des got Daniel next. Okay. When did you decide to go against the grain in regards to women in ministry? Whoa. Whoa. Um, I never thought that I would be a guy waving the flag of women in ministry. Um, I've always like theologically believed in women's call, uh, but I didn't understand how this could work because like in, you know, in Bible college and in like ministry training as men, we've been taught that women are dangerous. Some are, trust me, some, some are, but there's, it, I started to realize like, wait a minute. The Bible says that there are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when did I decide that? God just made it real obvious in her. So first I hired Whitney as our communications director. That was her first 
Title. Title. Yeah. I made a job description and we took them to dinner and I slid the thing across the table. I said, Whitney, I want you to quit your job and come work here full time for $10,000 a year. You're going to be our communications director. I'm telling the truth, we took them to Mika Sinas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it rain, Lose it. How do you think I got all those shoes? <laughs> and yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. and so, uh, but overworking together, yeah. realized like Whitney was so much more than only administrative giftings, right? That she had a pastor's heart and a, the ability to lead and to run the staff. And so I think God just started to reveal, reveal it to me. And so then I had to wrestle with how does this flesh out? And the four of us had to wrestle with how does this flesh out? Like I just told the story of us at Fuzzies having a meeting together. Right. Some people call that a date, right? So we had to talk about that amongst the four of us about how are we gonna navigate? And so before we go somewhere, we text the thread, hey, we're headed to Fuzzies, we're gonna have a meeting. Well, you know what I mean? We had to communicate all that together. But as we just worked together, and I really started to examine what the Bible says, I said something in a message that for people to really see the full expression of God, they have to see both genders which he created in his image. And if the only thing I as the leader is showing is masculinity, then they're missing half of the personality of God. The illustration I did in the last episode, I talked about my mom and my dad. Right. So I grew up with femininity and masculinity represented. So I got to see a picture of who God is in the personalities of my parents. And as the pastor of the church, we have to represent that. Right. Now, Rachel does that. Rachel represents femininity and right. like in her gifting and her calling, but her gifts and calling are different than her giftings and calling. Right. So Whitney hasn't replaced Rachel. It's just that God brought me her to lead and her to, to lead and together they're a dynamic duo. You know what I mean? Whitney protects Rachel and Rachel protects Whitney and it, 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 it I don't know, it's symbiotic. No, it's super good. I, but I think on the flip of it is also, uh, <clears throat> as women, there's a great responsibility to be the kind of women who can be trustworthy to, uh, to step into those types of mm -hmm. situations and seasons, not just in the church, in every place. Because the world is really good at wanting us to be, I am woman, hear me roar, right? And the truth is we have to be willing to just be ourselves, to just be like, hey God, I trust you for the journey you have for me, and I'm gonna trust that you're gonna open the door and you're gonna put me in the place I'm supposed to be. I don't have to put myself there. And um, so I remember like, yes, he asked me to do communicate. I'm like, absolutely. I know God's called me to this place and to work with you. And I know that we're a good team. And so let's do it. And I could see the writing on the wall of what God had for us. Not before he could, but before he presented it to me. And I had a choice to be like, hey, you know what you should do is, or to just be patient before the Lord and know that God's going to do in his timing what he wants to do. As long as I'm submitted and obedient, and as long as he's submitted and obedient, then God will do it. And I yeah. think the mistake that some of us make, not just in ministry, for real, in everywhere, in, in the corporate world, everywhere, is to uh, not just like allow God to do what he does instead of trying to force our way in. Yeah. I don't know. It's important. No, it's really good. We, when we hired Wade as our executive, well, as communications director, we had another guy that I had hired, a friend in Bible college, as our executive pastor. And what I realized is that he was in competition with me. And I didn't know that, but he was like, and I think that's kind of a guy thing sometimes. And he, he wanted to be 
a pastor, the pastor, and there was some competition. And so with Wit, that was never her heart. And with Tim, that's never been his heart. And with Enrique, that's never been his heart. And with Aaron, the reason me and Aaron are best friends is because we're not in competition with each other. He wants me to win, I want him to win. And, uh, and so Wit made it real easy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, Daniel had a question. DJ D-Ray. That's his uh, Friday night name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when God has told you to wait, how do you know when to get going again? <sighs> Daniel, we used to ask that question to each other daily. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you've just got to be slow. Yeah. You know, I think that once you can um, relax and the like hurry up and go is when you'll actually be ready to hear it so like when god tells you to wait and you say okay god but then you're sitting there like this like how much longer is this going to take i'm not sure he's going to say go yet there's a there has to be like a trust and you've got to get off the throne yeah and so until i got off the throne he wasn't going to give us this right he wasn't because i wasn't ready but once i was ready then he was like Oh, that's easy. You well, there, need square footage? I remember there, you go. there was a moment with our team where we sat down and we all said, listen, we have no idea how much longer we're going to have, <laughs> we're going to get to do this <laughs> in the pig. But we need to just act as though it's going to be for forever. And so we gave them permission to like simplify anything you need to simplify, mm -hmm. um, make anything more efficient that you need to make more efficient help your team, whatever you need to do, let's pretend like we're in this for the next decade. And it was really a sign of really surrender to God of yep. like, hey God, we don't, we don't really know what you have, but okay. Okay, if, you, if this is what you want us to do forever, are we willing to do it? Yeah. Man, I don't want to, but no. am I willing? Yeah. Okay, and so you just have to get yourself, yeah, that's a great, to a place of where you're not watching the clock every minute waiting for what's next. Yeah, in that season, there's a story in the Old Testament where the Israelites went into the Promised Land and they spent the first couple of years just conquering, going in you know, Jericho, they're conquering places and kind of claiming dominance. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Joshua, no, Moses tells the people, um, settle down, build homes, plant vineyards, plant gardens, like make it home. And God said, hey, trust and make it home. Yeah. And I was like, no, I, I hate this place. I don't want to make it home. <laughs> and when we finally said yes, and these stage pieces are a big part of it. Yeah. These stage pieces we had at Aristide and set them up. And then in kids, every week in the gym, somebody will have to help me. In the beginning we were setting, Colby, how many, like eight? Eight of these stage pieces every Sunday. And they're heavy and hard. And, but near the end, we quit, quit using them at all because it was so, maybe two or something, it was so much effort. And it was yeah. like, once we said, okay, how do we, how do we make this home and easier, right. is when God was like, okay, yeah. you can quit waiting now. Yeah. What else? Oh, I thought you had your hand up. Timothy. <laughs> Tim, I just. Tim with two M's. Tim will have a question, here he is. No, sorry, <laughs> I thought he had his hand up. <laughs> What's the greatest hurdle that you've overcome personally over the last 10 years that you're glad that you overcame because you're, because maybe, because maybe you wouldn't have 
stayed in ministry for hmm. the next 10 years if you hadn't overcome it? I've, I've, I've got two, but they go hand in hand, go and I can't unpack both of them all the way. Um, one of them is my food addiction. Like, and I've talked about that a little bit before, but my unhealthy habits. So fighting that and getting at what I feel is a hand, it's still alive. Like I know in and out is still there. <laughs> you know, like that's like, I, it is whatever, it is like, it's 8.30, it's still open like, right I know now. dinner is still like on the horizon somewhere. <laughs> but really dealing with that and getting my health kind of back under control after that, not scare, but like yeah. losing myself. And then the other hurdle, which is in tandem with it, was learning how to learning how to rest. Yeah, learning how to learning how to take my foot off the throttle and get off the throne, is the uh, for me is the biggest thing yeah. in the last ten years. I think for oh man, there's a bunch of them, uh, but for my home, I think the most important thing that because if your home is not healthy, your ministry is never healthy. Um, was to learn that it's okay that I didn't do it all right. Like, being willing to sit with my kids and be like, hey, let me hear you. What did I do wrong? How did I? I was, I was quick as a mom always to be defensive. Well, yeah, I did it wrong, but now I'm doing it right. So listen to me now, and I've got it, and I'm good. And, um, or if they would tell me something that wasn't going well um, or, or in my marriage, I didn't want to hear it because uh, perfection was always a thing I really wanted just because I wanted peace. Uh, I thought perfection would make peace, and that's hmm. not true. Uh, and so I think learning that it's okay to, it's that, that peace can come even in the midst of chaos. There can be joy in chaos, peace in chaos, um, and, and being willing to just hear uh, the people in my life rather than, yeah, okay, okay, I'll just I'll fix it and make it perfect, but actually hear their heart and understand. Uh, I was, took a lot of counseling and a lot of, yeah. I don't know, but, but I think that's probably my most proud thing. I don't know, or no, last, I think greatest that, thing. I think those are maybe my most recent, but the one right before that would be Rachel and I dealing with all of our like deep stuff. Yeah. Every marriage has deep stuff. Right. All of y'all came into your marriage broken and with some screwed up wires. We did, I have the best parents in the world and I had some screwed up stuff in me. And so to Rach, and for us to like stop yeah. battling each other and start battling our stuff together. Yeah. Um, dude, I've, I'm married to a new woman. She's married to a new man yeah. because we actually dealt with it. Like the re-engage, I'm so proud. Like I look at Terry and Heather and I'm like, they're, they've dealt. Yeah. They've dealt with stuff. Now, y'all still, you know, might fight or argue or, you know, we all do, but like right. dealing with the like, deep like things it's the greatest thing you'll ever that's do the great, that's that's the greatest church deci decision yeah, yeah ever that's made. what i meant like no i'm saying i'm just saying it like affirming it the, yeah. the greatest decision i think more church has ever made you're the one who coined the phrase we're finally pastoring the church we set out to plant in the first place yeah. um is to create a healthy and fun place for everyone to find god's more like being a church that's vulnerable and is willing to deal with deep stuff and willing to get to the root of stuff um, it started in our homes yeah and then it came into the house this house and i think it's the greatest thing that makes this place what it is so yeah okay good. good question tim 
What else? Oh, Enrique. Enrique. And then, up, and then we'll up. probably be almost done after that. So there's a couple of questions. Oh, first. a couple of questions. <laughs> he said, I got my... First, first is, uh, what has been y'all's favorite episode of Tug of War and why? And then the second portion of that is, what has been y'all's biggest win to say, you know what, this has been worth our time, effort, mm. energy, and sacrifice for doing it? That's a great question, E. Say the second one again. What has been the biggest win of the time, effort, energy going into doing the tug of war episodes? Mm-hmm. Like, what has been the biggest win to say, like, this is why we do what we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite one might be episode 100 that we just did. For sure, is exactly what I was going to because, say. Because we didn't know if we were going to, like, start it back up. Not, not, like, not like start it back up, but like... This has been hard, guys. Like, the pig move and the land sale and the land sw- like, this was hard. Yeah. And so after the break, I think we were just like, are we, is this right? Are we called to this? And then we prayed about it. And God was like, yes, this is something I've called you to. We're not doing a podcast where we want to be fancy. We don't have enough followers. Right. We've done 100 episodes and we have like 200 people to watch them. Like, we're not doing this to be cool. Right. We're doing this because we feel like it's another. I grew up going to midweek church service. Yeah. We had Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Right. And like, we don't have a midweek uh, church service. Yeah. But we're still creating content that we feel like is necessary. And yeah. so I feel like episode 100 and doing it in the excitement of the team and like you guys even showing up is like, oh, we should keep doing it. Yeah. Y'all don't know, but before you got here, we were sitting on the chairs, the other chairs, and he's like, is anyone even going to come? And I'm like, I don't know. I think they will. Maybe, if not, at least there's 22 of our staff. They will all be here. Yeah, it's bad <laughs> we, when the we, only... We made them be here. It's bad when the only people that come, you pay. <laughs> right. Um, but, no, I think the answer to both is one and the same. The, the best episode, for sure, is the one with all the people that we love are there. And then the best win out of it is the messages from the people that we love. Like yeah. Danielle and Adam had to leave and right before uh, they and left, the young kid, yeah. she said, I just need you to know that like that whole time we were just squeezing each other's hands because that's exactly what we need. It's exactly what we needed to hear. And, and the times that we get messages we have, we do actually have some followers that don't go to more church that are from other places, other states, other uh areas and we've had messages that come in that just say man i needed that that today thank you so much for what you said it encouraged me it helped me and i think just knowing that it's making a difference uh even if it's just for one it's it's the most uh that's the most rewarding part because we yeah we feel a little silly like we got our red shoes and what we're doing and the lights and all and like no we're just trying to be obedient to help other people step yep. into the more that we've had to wrestle with and fight through and figure out and uh and we feel like if we can just help one person not have to struggle on their own but instead have a sounding board and a place to hear it then yeah, yeah it's the best i, I w- one thing that feeds me i think is i hear people they'll say thank you for saying that like mm-hmm. thank you for talking about that thank you for bringing that up i haven't heard a pastor talk about that idea like that or with that transparency or that honesty yeah. Yeah. and that keeps me motivated i think and then a comment she gets a lot is people will say but how does this work how do y'all do it and it's always women in ministry it's like ladies that are on staff at another church but they feel a little bit like relegated away and so every time she tells me you know 
so-and-so? And I say, yeah. She says, she just sent me this long message. And basically it's like, how does that work? And every time I hear that, I'm like, well, good. Because I'm shaking the, I'm shaking the uh, fear of women. I mean, as men, we should be afraid of y'all. Like, I mean, you know, like half of y'all are crazy. But, <laughs> but the other half are incredible. I mean, half of men are crazy too. You say, know what I'm saying? Good, like, it's good because y'all are not crazy. Yeah, I'm saying, I, no, it's both of us. Like, if I'm you, it's the whole like toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, That exactly. we're like, to masculinity is toxic. No, it's not. It isn't some dudes. Right. Some dudes are jerks. Like, right. okay, but let's not throw out don't the whole be a bunch. Don't and don't be a jerk. Right. Yeah, just let's not dudes. throw out the whole right. bunch. We're just and, joking. Uh, we're just joking. Did you Sorry. say don't, the, don't be a hoe? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's true. It's what it's true. It's true. That's all you got to do is yeah. don't be a hoe and don't be a jerk. Yeah. You'll be fine. But, but the danger, <laughs> the danger is that, is that. <laughs> it's true. Make a t-shirt, Enrique, make a t-shirt. The, the danger <laughs> is that when you stereotype right. an entire gender. Correct. Based on like one, that's, that's bigotry. Right. And so I'm Correct. glad that we're rattling the system a yeah. little. No, it's super good. Yeah, it's a, it's a great privilege that we get to be a part of such a beautiful place yep. that uh, the House of More Church is like nothing else. And so, like, we say it all the time, but, like, we feel like we're just getting started in what God has for yep. us. And so the fact that y'all are a part in supporting, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so our ask is that you guys would continue to be a part. And if you have questions, ask them. Yeah. Like if you hear an episode or you want us to do an episode, tell us yeah. what it is. We've got a bunch of ideas, but we would rather hear from you. Right. Like what, what you want. The best way to do that is to email or yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you can, you can email on the, at the info. We also have, what is it? Tug of more at more church, And you can do Instagram, Facebook message. You can email one of us. Uh, Wbartha Mordor Church, T Baba Church, whatever. But yeah, for us, talking about what you actually want to hear about is way, uh, way more beneficial than just talking about what we think is good. Yeah, but coming and telling me in the lobby after second service, no, that won't ever after I preach, my brain's jelly. I'm no, not gonna that remember won't it. ever but work. Yeah, yeah, write it down because and then, we never will. And then we can yeah, get it. that's all.